Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clear Channel's iHeartRadio. Welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show. Better than before. An hour of beauty, health, fitness, and lifestyle advice from renowned columnist and author Jane Wilkins Michael and her guest, top experts in their fields. Join Jane's campaign to become better than before. Now, here she is, Jane Wilkins Michael. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jane Wilkins Michael Show, Better Than Before on iHeartRadio Talk. I'm Jane. I'm coming to you live from New York City. I want to thank you so much for being with us. And now to make this day even better than before, I will say a quick hello to my producer, Lori Houston. Come on in, Lori. Say hi. <laughs> hi, Jane. How are you? Well, beautiful day here in New York City. And speaking of beautiful... My guest today is Suzanne Summers, who is an entrepreneur, a singer, actress, lecturer, and pioneering health and wellness advocate. She has written 25 books, most of them New York Times number one bestsellers, including her most recent, Tox Sick, From Toxic to Not Sick. And as all of you know, what goes on goes in. And with this in mind, she has just created Suzanne Organics, which is a beauty and skincare line that is certified toxic free. She has done it all and then some, and she manages to look fabulous while she is doing it. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, I'm feeling good after that introduction. Thank you very much. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. Um, you know, Suzanne, before we talk about your new book, Toxic, From Toxic to Not Sick, which is a great title, great book. No wonder it's a number one New York Times bestseller. I just have to tell you a very cute story. Right before the show, I was telling a friend that you were going to be on with us today, and he has his own PR firm here in New York, and he's not one to gush as a rule. And he said, oh, my God, Suzanne Summers, I idolized Suzanne Summers, and I have for years and years. In fact, going way back to the 80s when I was a student at a college in D.C., I saw her at the airport there, and I ran up to her and asked for her autograph, not knowing what to expect. And she was so kind, so generous, so beautiful, but neither of us neither of us had a pen. So she ended up kissing my ticket, and her lip imprint became my autograph. And he said he was the envy of everyone at the school, and then someone stole it, and he was crushed. So we can add to your list of accomplishments, creative autographer. <laughs> if you give me his address after the uh, interview, I'll send him another lip imprint. Oh, my God. That's too funny. <laughs> and this time I'll sign it. <laughs> you, will, you will certainly make I his often, day. You know, I, that's a funny story. I have... I, um, often do that with my husband. We leave each other love notes, I guess. And uh, we've never talked about the fact that we do it. We just do it. And um, I often, when I blot my lipstick on a piece of Kleenex, I'll um, put it on his desk with a I love you on it. And um, so I guess this is a form of communication for me. <laughs> oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> I like that. If I left a, a lipstick a tissue on my husband's desk, he'd probably say, what, why'd you leave this here? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> right? I like it because I, I, 
I see them hanging on the inside, uh, taped to the inside of his closet door. So he That's keeps, such a cute story. Kinda, I like that. He's sentimental that way. Very see. sentimental. You know, Suzanne, I do want to mention something here, and it comes with a big collective thank you from all the women who you have kept young. And that is that you brought to light that as we get older, hormones are not the devil and we need them so we don't all look like prunes. And we're talking bioidentical hormones. But, you know, obviously leaving it up to the traditional doctors, they scare the heck out of all of us. And, you know, I've asked so many doctors and I said, don't even think about it. Why do you feel that those that hormones are so important as we get older? Well, I, I... If we were dying at the ages we used to die, it wouldn't be necessary. But we're all living. We've got extended life now due to um, MRIs and CAT scans and sophisticated blood tests and antibiotics, even sewage. All these things have extended life. And the life expectancy now is 90, 100, 110. In some futurist circles, it goes even further than that. But if you're going to be alive twice as long as uh, humans, once lived, then you need to have quality in that second half of life. And hormones are the juice of youth. Hormones are the, the messengers in the body that tells it, you know, when to sleep, when to have a sex drive, when to uh, grow hair, when to um, uh, digest your food. It, it, they're involved in every single activity in the body. So women are expected to live without them. So the way they got the bad rap was in 2002, the Women's Health Initiative was doing a 10-year study. They discontinued uh, after two years saying their findings are, and I'm paraphrasing, it would be better for women to take nothing at all than to take these dangerous, harmful, and even fatal hormones. Mm -hmm. Well, they were talking about the synthetic hormones, which are made from pregnant mare's urine, and of course, has 34 different estrogens, not one of which is compatible to the human female. We have three. Uh, main one. And um, when I lost my hormones, I guess it was about 18, 20 years ago. And I, my quality of life plummeted so drastically, I couldn't sleep. I'd be dog tired during the day because I didn't sleep the night before. I'd get into bed exhausted. I'd fall asleep immediately uh, for 15 minutes to a half hour and then wake up soaking wet and wide awake. And this scenario would go on all night long, maybe getting an accumulative three hours of sleep every night, which, you know, raises your cortisol, and then the thyroid gets off, and you're in a bad mood all the time, and you're gaining weight for no reason, because when you can't sleep, your insulin never goes down, and your thyroid's off, and your adrenals are off, and it was just horrible. And I went from doctor to doctor to doctor, and I was offered uh, antidepressants, sleeping pills, diuretics, um, diet pills, blah, blah, blah. And I remember saying to one doctor, the final one, are you kidding? Is this the best you have to offer women? And he patted me on the shoulder and said, the drug company's no best here. And I thought, okay, I'm on my own. And I heard about this endocrinologist in Santa Barbara who was doing something with something called bioidentical hormones, biologically identical with the human hormones, Mm-hmm. Uh, natural hormones. And I got to her, and the whole game changed. doesn't happen instantly. You know, it takes a long time to lose them. You've got to put them back slowly in an increment so you start feeling better almost imme- immediately. And with the research that I've done to get back to answer your question, because this is a long answer, I know, um, you are more likely to get cancer 
not replacing hormones than when you have perfectly balanced, as per a qualified doctor, as per lab blood test, on the natural hormones. Because the yeah. brain recognizes a hormonally balanced person as no longer reproductive. And the whole re- reason we're here is to perpetuate the species, biologically speaking. So when we are no longer reproductive, in the in biology, we're really not all that valuable. So that's what, why the cancers are triggered at this age because, um, you know, uh, the, the brain recognizes that uh, we got to make room for the new young reproductive ones. So let's um, throw the cancer. So it's <laughs> personality, <laughs> but um, all the research I've done, there's never been one reported case of cancer uh, due to bioidentical hormones. Uh, the, they have been studied. There's the women's, um, the, the nurses study, the, the Fournier study, the, the French study. There's so many studies that I put in the back of every one of my books so that the women reading can see. Go look this up. Here's all the information. Go look it up and you can see the safety and efficacy and no, I, I agree with you completely. And I do take bioidentical hormones and I feel so much better. And I wish more and more doctors, more and more doctors. I mean, in New York City, it, it's, it's difficult to find a doctor who is willing to do this. And, and that's why you're right. so important that you bring awareness so women could say, Hey, you know, I want this. Right. Because if you go to, if you go to your regular doctor, I find with all due respect that doctors are down on what they're not up on. And this is not what they learned in medical school. Um, and so they have to step out of the, the, the safety of the little box they've been operating and, and to choose this as a specialty. We actually put together a network of women who are so frustrated not being able to find, you know, a qualified doctor. Mm-hmm. If you don't go to a doctor that gets this, it's like going to a plumber for a bypass. So it's called foreverhealth.com. It's a free service where you can, um, Find a, a doctor who's qualified. They've been all vetted. Um, I work with a group that has uh, 26 doctors, professional scientists that vet any doctor that gets on this list. And you find the doctor nearest you, and you go to that doctor. If you don't like that doctor, then you go back to the website, and they'll send you yeah. to another one um, nearest you. Just because I, I hear that frustration all the time. I agree. I've tried them. I've tried a lot of them, and they look at you again, or they're willing to give you the patch or they're willing to give you a pill, the Premarin, as you mentioned, but they're not willing to go with the bioidentical hormones. And I wish more pharmacies would make the compounding available to more women as well, which would be a, a great help. The ship, is, the ship is, uh, has sailed. Um, it, the movement is in place. I, when I first started writing about bioidentical hormones in my very first book on hormones called The Sexy Years, Mm-hmm. I could only thirty doctors in the entire country who knew what I was even talking about. The next book was like hundred and fifty. The next book was a, over a thousand. I finally I, I had to like put them all under that network and vet. Every doctor had to be vetted before they could go into that network because I didn't want to send any women to doctors who didn't know what they were talking about and wanted to jump on the bandwagon. But um, it's it's a movement, and in fact, the synthetic hormone you just mentioned has dropped in in um, sales by 72%. That says a lot about women. But women are smart. 
we smell when something's good, and and we. I even think it's beyond looking good. I think it's that it's feeling good. Feel good, and if yeah. you're healthy on the inside and you keep your glands and organs beautiful, it will manifest on the outside, and you will wrinkle less, and um, your hair will stay better. And and I always bring up libido because a a healthy person is a sexual person. I mean, what's the last thing you feel like doing when you don't feel well? So um, the fact that a libido comes back and without hormones, you know, when we lose our sex hormones, we can't feel sex with women. We can participate because, you know, you'd rather have a smoothie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, all good. All good, all good points. And it's all about women's empowerment today. And that really empowers you when you have the knowledge. I mean, knowledge is power. When you have the knowledge to go to your doctor and say, look, this is what I want. If enough women do that, it's going to happen. And you're our fearless leader. I have all your books, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> That's where I learn. <laughs> That's where I get all my information. <laughs> so, but, let, you know, turning for a second, turning for a, a little bit to your new book, Toxic. I just, I, again, I just love that title. One of your favorite quotes is, let's make people too smart to fail in their quest for wellness. And, you know, Americans in general are smart. As you said, the women are smart. Um, men, eh. But um, but there's a great disconnect between our brains and our health. And, you know, what everything that's available to us, we are still one of the sickest countries in the world. I would say we are the sickest. Isn't that shocking? Uh, cancer is soon to overtake heart disease as the number one killer of people in this country. Why have we come to expect cancer is so normal? I don't have any idea of what your age is, but when I was a kid, I heard of somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who had this thing called cancer. It was it was that remote to now. You know anybody um, who doesn't know somebody who has oh, no. cancer? No, it's or an epidemic. It's an it's an epidemic, and I think we need to be alarmed at this epidemic. And in the fifties. That's when the chemicals and toxins started entering our daily lives. I remember when we'd have an ant outbreak in the kitchen. My mother initially would make like an ivory soap sticky paste and put it in their tray and they'd step out on it and they'd hate it and ugh, and leave. That was her pest control. I remember the day she brought home this can of spray and wow, ugh, and they all died. Damn, like ninja warriors. And we sprayed the whole kitchen with Started spraying in the cupboards and sprayed everything. And my father found some spray for outside. Wow, well, this is how we get the bugs outside. And then he put uh, uh, this new uh, fertilizer, all chemicals on the lawn. And wow, we had the nice lawn. We didn't know. We thought no one knew spray. back then. Yeah. So the cumulative effect of the toxic burden that each of us are carrying is not a living thing on the planet not carrying around some form of toxic burden. So what I did in this book is gather the five top environmental docs in the country, and we all can't go to you, so let let me be the appointment and give me all the time you have. Like we'd all like to go to the doctor and tell me how to clean my body out of these toxins. Tell me all the different ways we can detox this out. One of the greatest ones is so simple, virgin organic coconut oil. It is so anti-inflammatory, it 
seals up the barrier wall in the GI tract that will, uh, over time heal leaky gut, which is what everybody's got. The toxins eat holes in the lining of the barrier wall and then they leak out into the bloodstream and then they go on a rampage and attack organs and glands. Their favorite one being brain. And that's where this epidemic of, I call them the initial ADD, ADHD. Yeah, that everybody is being diagnosed with these days. Yeah, and, and the children, the children are going down. They, they are, I hear kids talking, they romanticize their initials. Oh, I have ADD and OCD. Well, I only have ADHD, but I also have food allergies and allergic to everything. When did this happen? Their immune systems are, um, in many cases, um, degraded from birth, from growing in a womb that wasn't prepared uh, with keeping the flora balanced and getting the toxins out of the womb before that womb became our, you know, our first house that we we grow in. If you grow in an unhealthy house, guess what? You start out life behind the eight ball. The Environmental Working Group did a study of the cord blood of um, newborns before they even had a sip of breast milk. Their cord yeah. blood all mm-hmm. across the economic spectrum from the poorest to the richest. They tested for 287 different functions. Every single baby tested positive minimum of 180 things. And that's how they're starting life. And then the breast milk has toxins in, in it now. And so it's, it, it's not hopeless. And that's what this book is the point of the book. There's no sense writing a book about if you're sick, you're going to get sicker, and then it, you'll never get well. That's not a book. This is, you can turn it around. And by the way, I find by taking, uh, when I want to really like do a cleanse, and I put this in there, you have to read it first so you don't do it wrong, but multiple spoons of the virgin organic coconut oil. Instead of olive oil? Is that how you use it? The coconut oil has um, other properties that are anti-inflammatory, and so often the reason we are gaining weight and we can't lose it, and the reason we have the big stomachs and constipated and bloating and gas and cramping and all, I can't hold my stomach in kind of feeling, is usually if you got some bugs in there that are creating a little colony, and without, you know, like when I had black mold in my intestines, I, I ate even a date. Sugar is a happy meal for toxins, and my tongue could blow up like a basketball. So sometimes you have, it's, it's all explained in this book, but sometimes you have to go cold turkey on uh, sugar and grain and yeah. um, load up on healthy fats, um, quality grass-fed protein and organic poultry uh, and things like that. So you were, did you cook in olive oil, uh, in uh, coconut oil as well? Uh, depending on what taste I want, you know, when I'm doing Italian, there's nothing better than um, olive oil. I love olive oil. I, I um, have um, some great finishing olive oil for salads and vegetables, you know, after they're cooked or raw, whatever. But there are certain vegetables that taste amazing hot in coconut oil. And with my little 12-year-old grandson, we went out to the garden the other day and we cut kale and I said, you want to make kale chips? Now, no kid likes kale. So we cut the kale, so he's now into it and excited about it. We washed <laughs> it. Um, and then we brushed one side of it with virgin organic coconut oil and sprinkled sea salt, put it in the oven at 350 for 12 minutes. 
I mean, he loved them. He ate almost the whole thing. Um, the next day we went down and got more, and he felt so proud that he could make something like that, that he could taste better than potato chips. And I said, yeah, yeah. And no small yeah, it's, Ted, you cook too, Suzanne? I mean, seriously, is, is there anything you can't do? <laughs> Let's start with that. <laughs> oh, my God. I am impressed. Let me, let's the good just news and the bad news. Yeah. You know, it makes it hard for people to understand, you know, uh, or pigeonhole me. You know, what did she do? But, you know, like with, I've been um, entertaining in nightclubs since the early 80s. And really successful. In 1987, I was named uh, Entertainer of the Year, Female Entertainer of the Year in Las Vegas, and Frank Sinatra was Male Entertainer of the Year. Can you imagine the highest annual again? And um, I still have people say, "What do you do on stage?" <laughs> so that means the books have overshadowed, or the TV series. It's all good. I'm so I feel so lucky. But originally, to answer your question, was I was not going to do any of this. When I grew up, I cooked for the family. I was a better cook than my mother. And I just always figured that I'd, if I got really lucky, be a chef. If, uh, if I didn't get really lucky, I'd work in a restaurant and around food, and that's what I thought I was going to do. So, um, you know, life's a journey you can't plan. Yeah. Well, in fact, but although, I must say, after reading your book and and looking over the six major toxic threats and we're going to talk about that very briefly i'm moving to the seychelles i told Lori, i'm moving that's it i'm not living in new york city anymore <laughs> half of the problem is here i think so um and it's yeah. it's scary when you walk outside today just stop for a minute and look up uh, last time i was in new york i did this you're going to be shocked when you see multiple EMS towers on every single building, and they're also in your elevators. Now, EMFs are electromagnetic fields. Electromagnetic fields interrupt with heart rhythms, um, with brain signaling. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Stephen Sinatra, who's a leading integrative cardiologist in the country, his son almost died. He worked on Wall Street. He sat in a bank of computers all day, and the and the ER and the EMF hitting him all day long. He, um, his brain, uh, almost quit on him. It was, it was just terrible. Luckily he had a father such as he had who was able to bring him back to health in a way that he required by eliminating all routers and Wi-Fi's and, and EMFs from his living space and detoxing him. These are the new diseases of today and until you clue in to what they are, uh, you can go on from doctor to doctor and get pill after pill. You're not going to get better. There aren't That's what answers. I was going to say that. You know, it's not only the kids who are being di diagnosed with um, ADD or ADHD. It's adults. And if you go to a doctor, and this is my, I, I, I think half of them should be, you know, disbarred is the legal term, but the same same thing for medical, thrown out of the, you know, the, the American Medical Association. If you say... And I know so many people who do this. Well, I have uh, attention deficit. I can't concentrate. Oh, you have to take Adderall. That's going to do it. Nothing right. about what they eat. Nothing about what their their environment is. Just pills. Antibiotics also. And that's one of your big toxins there. Overuse of pills. Absolutely. In fact, the stats on our high school students in America 
I'm going to go with the 29% because I've seen higher than that, but I know for a fact there are stats saying 29% of all of our high school students are on prescribed amphetamines, Adderall, Vivans, Concerta. Mm-hmm. Now, their brains aren't fully formed yet. If we factor in what we're talking about later, the, the toxic gut from the toxic womb they were born in, the degrade, and processed food, the continual toxic burden, and then having it all reside in their brain so that the brain itself shrinks to make room for all the toxins. That's why you have ADD. You can't think because there's so many toxins in that fat up in there. I, I fear unless people smarten up and make the changes, and you have to start today, I fear for humanity. And so in genetically modified food and food with pesticides, and you gotta, you got to really rethink, rethink it all. And the doctors need to rethink it all. They're, they take the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. And uh, uh, at this point, they have to have noticed that the planet has changed in the last 50 years. And to not take a step back and look and see how can I operate differently rather than allopathic, which is here's the symptom, here's the drug. They've got to rethink it. And so I admire these doctors that I've gathered and I go to their conferences and listen to their their um, lectures. They're all teaching one another. They're not hoarding their information. They recognize that we are in peril and trying to educate um, the public. So my little job is a messenger. I have a louder voice than most of those doctors, so I just keep writing because I was able to do it in our family. I was able to turn our health around from cancer, from ADD, ADHD, OCD, Lyme disease, mold was settled in the base of, uh, the base of my husband's brain, mold was settled in my intestines. We wanted to feel it hopeless. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and it's not a little job you're doing, Suzanne. It's huge. You're doing amazing things. Uh, seriously, you're making people think about what, what's going on. And that the first thing is to realize it before. Otherwise, if they think everything's fine, you know, you go to your doctor, he gives you whatever pills. It's all about protocol and tests and half of those tests are radioactive, as you know. Um, then you're never going to get anywhere. You have to be able to be a voice is what you are in, 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 a, in a huge way. Um, the other thing you're, you talk about, which I think is really interesting that you say this, everyone is scared of cholesterol. You know, they're taking statins and there's, again, we're continuing with drugs here. They want to lower it. They want to lower the HDLs and the LDLs, everything gets lowered. So it's not, the HDLs are lowered too, and we need that. And you say that in your book, that people with the highest cholesterol live the longest. Why is that? Every cell in the body requires cholesterol. Cholesterol is something our bodies make. And um, this, this uh, cholesterol as the problem with heart disease started way back with Dwight Eisenhower and his bacon and eggs he had this morning and he had a uh, heart attack. So they all decided was, he was eating, you know, the, the bacon and eggs and the high cholesterol. And then there was this flawed study by Ansel Keys that confirmed it based on one person who was a, a poor subject. And so that's how this whole thing began. And then satin became this $20 billion a year Mm-hmm. Statin, the job of a statin is to um, eliminate plaque in the arteries. Plaque you have is a plaque you have. But that's not 
what it does, it eliminates the body's ability to make testosterone, which is how you build bone and muscle. Um, cholesterol is crucial for brain health. That's why people on statins start losing their thoughts, you know, missing thoughts. Um, it creates a muscle uh, wasting disease. Of, um, I'm going to say this wrong. It's like rhabdobliosis, thing like that. I'm, I'm in the ballpark of saying that almost correctly. But that's just a debilitating where the muscles just turn to jello. And it takes away, particularly for men, it makes them hollow. It makes them not the guys they used to be. And I see that with my husband, that used to, you know, be lures and shakers and, and um, flirtatious in a, in, a, in, a, in a friendly way, the way that women and men love to interact. They now, I see all these men, they go over in the corner with the other men, and they just sit there, and they have no juice, and they have no ceremony. The, the doctor I interviewed in Toxic on this subject is Dr. Stephen Sinatra. He's written some wonderful books, one called The Cholesterol Myth. He said, I don't care how high your, your HDL, the so-called good cholesterol, is. He said, I've had guys on my operating table with uh, cholesterol of 350, and I think I'm going to go in there and find them riddled with heart disease, and they're not. He said, on the other hand, I've had guys on the operating table whose cholesterol is really low, 140, 160, mm-hmm. and they're both with um, heart disease. He said, so the HDL, I don't care how high it is. He said, I don't even care how high the LDL is. He said, LDL, the so-called bad cholesterol, is essential. It, it is what creates the little synapse between cells. They all talk to one another. Think of it as the synapse. There's a little bridge that connects cell number A to cell number B. Essential. If they're not connected, they can't talk to one another, and that's the job of every cell, the 90 trillion cells in our body. He said, the only thing I look for is the second component of LDL. And he said, most doctors never check for this. The second component is capital L, small p, little a. LP, little a. He said, if that's high, you're screwed. He said, that's like razor blades on the inside of your artery. He said, but it's rare, and it's generally genetic. And he said, in my large practice, I can count on one hand the amount of people that I have on statins who have dangerous LP little a. I said, so what do you do if your, if your LP little a is high? He said, well, the, the few for where it's very severe, that's, those are the few I put on statins. He said, the rest I put them on a natural blood center. He said, for these people, I put them on um, a natural blood center called Lumbrokinase. You get it at the health food store. You get it from life extension. And he said, um, that's all that I really worry about. And it was so freeing because, uh, you know, statins uh, deplete your CoQ10. They knew that when they created it, when they found out, that they kept that report in the drawer. CoQ10 is the difference between having energy or no energy. CoQ10 is like if you had a, a power motor, an outboard motor on a boat, where no. that old kind where you have to pull the ripcord to mm-hmm. get the motor going. Well, the mitochondria, which is what in the, is in the middle of the little cell, the CoQ10 is the ripcord that energizes the mitochondria. And that's how you have your vitality. But statins deplete your coefficient completely, and that's where the progression of somebody who's been on statins for a long time, they become 
shallower and shallower and less and less energy, less and less vitality. So anybody who is on stats, I highly recommend they read this chapter in this book because I got him to get this concise, but you could read it in about 20 pages in the book. I, it was, it, and it turns out, you know, world work, work in a serious way. My son Bruce, I was talking to him and, um, he, you know, at 50 years old, Men still were just like so driven at 50, and I said, you that, you're on your chart, heart check. He said, yeah. I said, what, what are your numbers? He goes and gets them, and um, I said, what's your LP little A? He goes, uh, and it was high, high. And I called this doctor, I went, I never thought that I would have to be asking you this about my own child. So he put him on Lumbrokinase. And now his numbers are back down to normal. And so he avoided a drug and uh, and averted a heart attack or a stroke. Well, what's interesting, Suzanne, is most people don't know to ask their doctor to look for that. When they do a, a um, cholesterol profile, you don't get the, the, the little details. You just say, oh, it's too high or it's too low. Nobody delves into it as you suggested. And, and that's really, really important to know. And the other thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, is that um, a lot of there is correlation between heart disease and sugar, because I've noticed that cholesterol may be low. Most people who have heart conditions, they have a very low cholesterol because they live on statins. However, their sugars tend to be high. Yeah, because your your energy is depleted because of robbing the mitochondria of its ability to to rev up. So you have no energy. What do you do when you have no energy? What, what gives you a pickup? Sugar. You crave it. The body craves what, what it's missing even if it's bad for you. So um, that's where the sugar thing comes from. And also to understand, wow, sugar is much more dangerous than I ever thought. And I like sugar. And I, I could be an addict, but I don't eat any sugar anymore. And the gift for me was getting this mold. When, when our house burned down, we moved into this lease house. I didn't know it had black mold. And we lived there for four years, and we both got very ill being then, trying to figure out how to, when we eat the way we eat, sleep and think the thoughts, how are we getting so ill? What I realized was that if I gave myself even a bite of sugar, like a date that you think is healthy, right? Yeah. My stomach yeah. would blow up like a basketball. Hmm. And it took me a while to put this together. My husband would say, boy, from behind you look great. He said, you turn around, it's like your stomach belongs to somebody else. I said, I know, and I don't know what to do about it. And when I, I've not had sugar now for two years, and my stomach is flat again. And once, it, you, you know, it takes two weeks. It's, I, I don't, I've never tried heroin, but I hear that's pretty hard to withdraw from. Sugar is hard for two weeks, kind of clawing and opening the refrigerator door and looking in the freezer and staring at the ice cream and closing it. <laughs> you get past two weeks, <laughs> you get into the, uh, I don't want it. And I feel so much better without it. But it is the fuel for the toxins in your stomach whether they be mold toxins or H. pylori toxins or um, uh, uh, candida is uh, also the way toxins form. Imbalanced flora, if you're not taking probiotic every day, you um, will not have good gut balance. If you've ever had even one antibiotic in your life and you didn't take a probiotic simultaneously during the run, um, you do not have balanced gut flora. Anti takes away 
pro put back. You gotta do both. And I think if you only took one supplement for the rest of your life, and you're only gonna take one, I think that a daily good quality probiotic is the most important, more important than any of the others, although I think there are several that are very important. But that would be if I could only choose one. That important. That's a good point. I do I do take those. And then, you know, a lot of women are getting these constant chronic yeast infections, and I'm sure there's a connection between that as well. And they run to their gynecologist, and, and what do they get? They get more drugs to take away, the, and that causes even more. So it's a vicious cycle. It's a, it's a vicious cycle, just like you said. And um, and the and it's a pathway to cancer. I, I, one of the most revelatory things in this book is I kept asking each doctor, does cancer begin in the stomach? And they all answered yes or no. That's pretty, so when you're bloated and you're gassy and you've got chronic yeast or you've got, you know, you have bugs in your GI tract and it's hard not to have bugs in your GI tract with, you know, restaurant food. It's, unless you keep asking for organic and restaurant food, most likely you're eating chicken that has H. pylori. And that, um, that, that little guy is a bugger to get rid of. And the candida is really tough to get rid of. There is a, um, a, a probiotic. I have nothing to do with this company. This guy must love me because I keep telling everybody to get it, but it's called Ohira. O-H-H-I-R-R-A. Or maybe there's one H. O-H-I-R-R-A. You can get it on Amazon. It eats the root of candida. It's, it's a really important, um, and then there's another supplement called Candex, which also eats the roots, because what happens is you might wipe it out for a while, but the roots are in there, it starts all over again, and that's why it's chronic, it comes back again and again. So, uh, I have nothing to do with either of those products. I just, but you should. No. You should have it. Then we can have our whole Suzanne Summers collections, which we're going to talk about next, about the, the products. But there is uh, one um, connection I, I also want to make between sugar and cancer. You know, if you go have a PET scan, uh, which which confirms a, a cancer diagnosis, you drink glucose because cancer eats sugar. So there's definitely a connection between cancer and sugar, and it's it's frightening. And and I loved also in the book you said uh, the primary seat of insanity generally is in the region of the stomach and the intestine. So sometimes people think they're out of their mind, and it, it's really just, as you said, it's, it's that all was, that's going on. That guy yeah. said that back in the early 1920s, I think, if I have the date right in my head. So he knew it back then. They've all been making that connection to gut, brain, and health. And but no one ever thought we would have done to our planet and our environment what we have done. Again, you can't feel hopeless about it. How do you how do you change it in your own sphere? What do you, can you do for in your house to change it? What can you do with your family to change it? And um, get your get yourself healthy because it is um, um, it's fading. What's happened? And also, but how about all these plastics and water bottles and all that stuff? That's also toxic, no? And here, how about that? We're, you know, when did we get so thirsty? We're drinking water out of plastic bottles. The number one aggravator of breast cancer is phthalate. Guess what? Plastic bottles, plastic containers, all leach, phthalate, P-T-H-L-A-T-H. L-A-T-E-S. 
um, wow, how about that? Yeah. Let's glass bottles. Buy glass bottled water. When I was a kid, um, everything was in glass bottles. And that is my first business. I had my little red wagon. And I'd go around to the neighbors and say, can I take away your, your bottles? And then I'd take all the bottles at the end of the day down to the grocery store. And I'd get two and a half cents for the little one and five cents for the big one. And I'd come home with like three bucks, sometimes five bucks. That's how I made my living as a kid. Because uh, all bottles, all, all liquids, all sauces, all, every glass. And then we switched over to plastic. And they're all leaking. And if they sit in the sun, and when you buy water at the grocery store, how long did it sit on a pallet out in the sun on the... Right, on the and leaks into the actual uh, liquid. It makes a difference. And now it's really hard for me to drink water out of a uh, plastic bottle. Sometimes when there's nothing else you have to, and I sit there and I think, oh, I hate doing this. I've worked so hard to clean out. The Dr. Gonzalez, who's no longer with us, and I will miss him forever, but I, I got his last interview in this book. He said to me, he, um, he was one of the doctors curing cancer. He doesn't use the word cure. He's called it managing, uh, without drugs. And, um, he said something to me profound. He said, cancer is manageable. I said, what does that mean? If you give it what it wants, he said, it'll leave you alone. I said, what does it want? He said, it wants good nutrition and a detox body. He said, it's a little more complex than that. Pancreatic enzymes, et cetera, et cetera. But essentially, Cancer doesn't have an uh, opportunity to grow a new cell if you're feeding the body right and cleaning it out. Feed it, clean it. Feed it, clean it. It's constantly, and I think for the rest of our lives, in order to to um, remain vital and healthy with this long life that we have been extended, you got to think about feeding it and cleaning it. Dr. Gonzalez cleaned out his cancer patients using coffee enemas. He just drank coffee. He said, no, it doesn't work that way. Why do you have a coffee enema? He said, well, the liver is like a sponge, he said, and the coffee goes up like from the bottom of the liver and squeezes the toxins out. He said, I have my cancer patients do two a day back-to-back, holding them lying on the left side for 10 minutes. Dr. Gerson believed in that. Gerson also. And, you know, Cleopatra was doing them, so there must be something to it. Cleopatra was the first one who figured out how to get makeup when there was no Rite Aid, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And there was no Sephora. (laughs) Cobalt and charcoal. So she was into coffee enemas, too. But um, I went to his funeral. It was upstate New York, one of those little churches that looked like George Washington was there, you know, the time. And it was packed with terminal patients, all who looked healthy. And the last day I talked to him on the way out, he said, 27 years ago, I was diagnosed with lung cancer that had metastasized my liver and bladder, and I was given no hope, go home or your last days. He said, so I I went to Dr. Gonzalez, and I went on his protocol. He said, that was 27 years ago. This is stage four, you know, terminal. And I heard so many stories like that, and all I could think of all day was, eat it right and clean it out. Eat it right and clean it out. Yeah. And that's how you lower your toxic burden. You don't have to have cancer to subscribe to this. He tells you in this chapter in um, Toxic, he explains how it's all done for anybody who's interested. Uh, but it appeals to my common sense. What you do your house. I live in an old house. I got constantly cleaning out. So, pretty interesting. 
Um, Suzanne, I mentioned in the intro that, uh, that uh, talking about what goes on, goes in, that our skin is our largest organ and we absorb the products that we put on it. Most people don't even know that. Uh, they don't realize that. Just briefly speaking of your new line of products that are uh, formulated with no chemicals, that is important too to realize that, you know, it's the other stuff. You're, it's not only the food you're putting in, it's what you're putting on. So that was the, um, the idea behind your, your products. Keep your clean out <laughs> in every way, head to toe. Right. Absolutely. Toxins enter our body three ways. Through our skin, through the food we eat and getting into the GI tract and affecting the liver. And then the third way is the air we breathe. That's the toughest one. You can keep the air in your own home cleaned out by not using toxic uh, cleaners and and rethinking um, all your Wi-Fi and where you keep your ERs. We we have one product for your cell phone. Um, if you go to SuzanneSummers.com and click on LifeWave, is a, a little chip you put in your cell phone between the cell phone itself and the case that eliminates electromagnetic radiation by 98%, and all the documentation is there, all the studies that were done at the most prestigious lab in this country. So. That's probably, I don't know what, if it's 69 or $79, I don't know. The best investment you could make in your health because of cell phones, like putting a microwave on your brain. But um, I got off from your original question. You were asking, oh, about skincare. Right. 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 Better woman than that. <laughs> when you look at your skin under a microscope, um, what we know is pores under a microscope look like a hole. Please give that visual so women can understand doesn't it make sense when you're rubbing all over your hands and arms and legs and back and everything? Chemical lotion, expensive device, chemical and stuff. It does the job too. It looks good, softens it up, except that chemical is now going to leak into your bloodstream through those pools, which we know is pores. And now you're in trouble. That's when the toxins are running around. The liver is so overworked now, which is our detoxification system, that what happens when, when the toxins reach the liver, it can't hold anymore, so it sticks it out into the portal vein, and that's when it gets now into the gut. And the more of these toxins that get into the gut, that's when they start eating through the lining, like at least in a swimming pool, leaking out, and then in the bloodstream up into, you know, the pancreas, might go to your liver, might, I mean, your, your, uh, other organs, but it all really wants to get up to the brain again. And that's again why so many brain issues and why so much craziness. In a book I wrote several years ago called Breakthrough, it was right after the Columbine shootings. And I interviewed um, a renowned neurosurgeon, love this guy, Dr. Russell Blaylock. And I was talking about the shootings. He said, in the next 20 years, you're going to see a lot more from brain-related shooting. Now, when you see all these shootings that we see on the news, mm -hmm. that guy, Adam Lanza, I thought, I need somebody to go look what was in his refrigerator. They're looking for uh, all the wrong reasons. Go look in his cupboard. What were they eating? Were they eating um, foods that were all chemicals? And had he reached his tipping point? And then the third thing, I always say, if you want to start a toxic-free life, a good place to start is with your skincare. You think, what could a lotion do? And then in my line, we went from 
skincare, beautiful, everything is olive-based, and there's a certified toxic-free and organic. The guidelines are very stringent for um, getting that insignia of toxic-free. I frankly have never seen it on any other line. It means it has to be grown organically, extracted organically, and nothing upwind or downwind of these products can be toxic to contaminate. A lot of times they say it in lines, and then you look, and the first two ingredients may be, quote, green, and then after that, it's unpronounceable, right? So If you look at ours, it's, you know, avocado oil and safflower and and bergamot and lemon and vanilla and you know uh, it's a beautiful product line and the um, makeup like my lipstick has no lead in it how much lead do we take in through our lipstick how long have we been taking in lead lead accumulates in the bones and then when we get older when we get osteoporosis if we're not on hormones and you break a bone the lead leaches out into the bloodstream here we go again and gets up into the brain, and that's when the dementia starts leading to Alzheimer's. How about that? So well, all these things make a big difference, and um, it's all and part of cleaning. It's all part of cleaning ourselves, eating right, and cleaning yeah. out the toxins. Yeah. Suzanne, you are a national treasure. I have to tell you this, and I have my <laughs> list of things now that I'm going to have to do this afternoon, <laughs> starting with getting coconut oil, <laughs> and I'll, I'll work my way down. So where can our listeners? I appreciate your interest. Oh, fascinating. Honestly, we usually break for a commercial, but I just kept going because I, I can't stop because it's so, it's so fascinating and so interesting. Um, and I think so many people will be helped by what you are talking about. And, and thank you for that. If we want more information, we go to your website, SuzanneSummers.com. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's where the skincare and hair care and makeup and the blush is made from cranberries and, um, raspberries and oranges, wonderful things. It's so oh, my God. Not only will I buy the products, I will eat the products. <laughs> it sounds, they sound delicious on top of effective, I have to tell you. So, well, Suzanne, thank you thank so you. much for being with us today. Come back anytime. We have so much more to talk about. We could have, we could talk for the next 12 shows, but uh, unfortunately today we have to stop, but come back and, and we'll talk about the rest. And thank you. Uh, all for listening. This is Jane Wilkins Michael. I will see you next week. Until then, be wise, be well, be better than before. Have a question for Jane and want to be on the next Better Than Before show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. The Jane Wilkins Michael Show is brought to you by Express Scripts and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.